0: And here we are again. Uh, good morning, everybody, and welcome to those of Christian uh, Coffee Time. Nice of you to join us and join in. We're in the book of Hebrews still. We're trying to finish up chapter 13. I don't know if we'll finish that today, but it doesn't really matter, does it? So get your Bibles there and your writing material ready, and we'll have a look at um, some of these things before us. Uh, we won't read the portion of Scripture. So we'll just be uh, going over it anyways. and we'll read it as we go along. So Hebrews chapter 13, we'll just ask the Lord to bless us. Father in heaven, we thank you now, Lord, and we pray, Lord Jesus, that you'll guide us, your Holy Spirit, that you'll help us to understand these things that are before us, and we just thank you now, and thank you for all things, in Jesus Christ's name, amen. All right, we'll just get going here. Now, we went to last time, last year, we went, uh, we left off, and we're going to uh, uh, just back up a verse here. We left off and stopped at verse eight. We saw verse eight, and talked about the living word, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Back in verse seven, we looked at one of the points out of that, and it talks about the written word and how important the Bible, the scriptures, God's word is to the life of the Christian. So you have the living word and the written word together, okay, they're very, very important. That's not even the the right word uh, to use. when we uh, uh, back up and have a look here at verse 7, what I want to do is, um, we'll just see how this goes. I've got some things I want to talk about and some things that have come my heart that have uh, come across this week and stuff and it has related to this. And I said, Lord, I, it's amazing how he puts things together sometimes and you come up to a portion and then he gives you a kind of a practical thing in your life, sort of to use as an illustration or whatever we back up to verse seven we know that in the, in the book of hebrews is about um, some of the hebrew uh, people had trusted in christ and genuinely and some had simply been a not simply that's not the right word it's not a simple thing it's a very important deep and uh, um, holy thing to be uh, enlightened but god doesn't come along and grab you by the scruff of the neck and the seat of the pants and throw you into the kingdom you know, uh, he draws and draws through this we see that through all the things mentioned here and the picture that we have in the Old Testament of the provocation in the wilderness we can see that um, the Lord did all that he could do in that sense and brought them to that place showed them, it says they tasted of the Holy Spirit and the, good, uh, the Word of God and all, all these things and yet there were some that were in danger of giving up because of the persecutions, because of misunderstandings, because of mixing law in their lives and stuff like that. But basically what some wanted to do was give up and say, that's not for me. They'd gone for their test drive and said, I don't want this. They are gonna go back to Judaism with all its sacrifices and such. So Hebrews shows that Jesus Christ is better than the sacrifices, better than the angels, better than the, the prophets, better than the priests, and so on and so forth nothing to go back to because God is doing away with that system and that it was salvation was through grace and no, it has always has been through grace but belief in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and the uh, deity of Christ is brought out and shown and when we come to chapter 13 it's like he's not making the argument anymore he's done with it and he says okay now here's some final things for you to just to consider I wrote them down here, it's quite a study in itself, but I don't think we'll do that today, we'll do it for another time. But he uh, talks about our attitudes towards others, about being morally clean, about being content uh, in our circumstances and such, and uh, not having the love of money. And up here in verse 7, he says, remember them that have the rule over you. We want to talk about that for just a little bit. Over in verse 17, it says, obey them that have the rule over you and in verse 24 it says, salute them that have the rule over you, okay? We wanna just consider um, some things about that now for a bit. We can take any verse, any portion of scripture and spend a lot of time on it. These things, this is God's word, it's infinite. You could just, there's so much, we're just kind of running through. Um, I have one book, it's called Talk Through the Bible, and there's another one called Walk Through the Bible. What we're doing is running through the Bible. It seems like we're just kind of touching on things and just going, but remember them uh, that which have the rule over you. Okay, we just talking about that. To have the rule over. Now, when we hear that word "rule," sometimes we get uh, in our minds we get um, thinking of uh, like a, a whip, kind of an overlord, and things like this. and even some even some churches. Um, do behave like that, in that they lord it over over, uh, God's people. And he tells them very clearly in, 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 is it 2 Peter? Peter somewhere there, about not to lord it over God's heritage, you know, over God's people. It's not about that. The idea there is, yes, there's a rule, there's an oversight, and um, it has the idea of leading, okay? Now, the uh, elders, the bishop, the pastor, it's the same individual. They have this uh, 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 thing that they must uh, lead by example. Now, if you were to go over to verse 17, it says to obey them. Now, nobody likes that word today much, obey, better obey. It's not like that. Um, That word obey there, it has the idea of listening to and trusting what is being told you. So what is being told you? Back to verse 7. It's the Word of God, okay? Mm-hmm. If the guy in the pulpit, the pastor of the church, opens this Bible and speaks from this Word and brings this Word out and so on and so forth, you are to listen to that and you should be able to trust what he's saying if he's speaking about the Word of God. If he doesn't speak about the Word of God, then you just don't have to listen to him. In fact, you should get rid of him get somebody who will speak from the Word of God, okay? I say that bluntly. Verse 17, Obey them that have the rule over you. There it is again. <clears throat> Why? And it says, And submit yourselves. Well, we know what that means, just to do as is required and such. Why? Well, the next little bit, therefore, they watch for your souls. And what the pastor watches over, them, prays for you, and uh, 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 maybe guides and all those things. Okay? The Word of God says this, and so on and so forth. Sometimes it is that the uh, um, the pastor, the one who has the rule over, has to go to somebody and say, I'm sorry, but we have this. This is wrong, this is wrong. Um, an incident we had uh, not too long ago, where um, there was a couple um, living in sin. And so the Bible says, and if you're not married, that's what it is. And we, did uh, Bible studies and spent all kinds of time and all kinds of time on that and trying to convince these people that this is what the Bible says. They did not accept that, and they uh, they, they weren't told that uh, they couldn't uh, attend church. The best thing for them was to sit here and listen to the Word of God. But they were. I did tell them that you were not allowed to partake of the Lord's table, and that didn't go well. And they got all upset and they were gone. Okay. They did not submit, they did not understand that as the pastor of the church I was watching for their souls. You're living in sin, somebody should come along and say, uh, excuse me, and the same for myself, if I'm caught up in something. You have an obligation, come in and say, but uh, it has to be out of the mouths of two or three witnesses and so on and so forth, it says, and uh, we can't let, uh, let uh, our, our, our brethren brothers and sisters in the Lord go on in things that uh, we see and know that are wrong, are sinful Okay, and they, they watch for your souls as they must give account I have to give account to the Lord for your behavior and your growth and all that stuff I don't know about you but that's scary sometimes I shake sometimes I absolutely tremble I read the word of God I'm shaking and Lord, this is heavy stuff they must give account, but that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Once in a while, I say, Lord, this person, this situation, this is a grief, Lord. I don't know what to do with it. Please help. People have an idea that church is just something where you just come and go as you please, that you don't like this when you go somewhere else. That's not the way God sets things up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this day today it seems that we all know everything there is to know nobody can tell me about anything kind of it's very difficult to approach somebody if there's a problem okay and the last bit in verse 24 salute them um, to acknowledge and so on and so forth but let's get back to this verse seven for a minute excuse me remember them which have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God there's the important thing right there what if they don't bring the word of God okay um, if we look at the rest of the verse will come back to this in just a minute whose faith follow okay that word, that word follow there is to imitate wow you talk about being under the pressure you're supposed to imitate um, my faith as the apostle Paul says follow me as I follow Christ Wow, what a thing. But that's what it says. Uh, my faith is to be strong in Jesus Christ, and that Jesus Christ is to be everything, and then to be an example for the rest of you and each other back and forth. Okay? But that's what it says. Considering the end of their conversation, their behavior and such should be that which um, is pleasing and honoring to the Lord. Okay? But we just uh, mentioned here um, who have spoken unto you the Word of God. The number one aspect of ministry is the teaching of the Word of God. Okay? There it is right there. In fact, back in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 2, under the qualifications for uh, pastor, bishop, and elders, all the same, uh, is, must be apt to teach. Okay? And if they do not speak from God's Word, what's the problem? I don't mean to be unkind, but it could be that, as Isaiah says, there's is no light in them. If people don't understand that, uh, the person in the pulpit doesn't understand that this word must be preached and taught, maybe they just don't get it. Maybe they're not saved yet. I'm Not trying to be unkind or anything. Uh, maybe uh, there's some deception in their own lives they don't understand and see that. There can be mistakes and such. We can be... be have, we can make mistakes. I have several times, especially in eschatology, the end times things, saying, this is what I preached, but I have to admit and tell you that I was wrong. Here's what the Bible says, and look at this, okay? Okay? So we can be mistaken. The Pharisees, back in the Lord's time, made up their own rules, made up their own laws, they thought to protect the law of god they'll make up this other set of rules and so on and so forth and some of them are absolutely ridiculous but they would do that they place themselves as the guardians of god's word and everything else and and then they lorded over god's people <clears throat> i have a thing i just wanted to talk to you about because i just wanted to talk to somebody about it i thing that happened this past week I'm not going to mention names or who it is or anything. There's nobody here. Okay. <clears throat> I went through the whole gamut of emotions with this thing. It was un- absolute, flabbergasted, unbelief, sadness, anger, all these things. And the Lord, He says, "But they must be forgiven." There was a situation took place for somebody that uh, I know, close to me. Um, these uh, chat things, and this one church had these chat things, it was a men's thing, and it was a woman's thing, and there was somebody had made mention of uh, something about vaccinations and stuff, Well, the men had said, well, we're not going to talk about it, um, the women didn't have that restriction on themselves, um, and somebody had put up some kind of a cartoonish kind of thing, and, and somebody commented on, thought it was kind of funny, and understood why, and that, well, a, a reply came back um, from the pastor's wife to this woman and lady, you helped me with understanding this thing, from the pastor's wife saying to this lady, you need to repent of that, what you said about, you know, this comic thing, how you thought it was funny and that because they thought some were upset about it and all this. Uh, this was issued from the pastor's wife in this church the lady who made the remarks or simply commented, as far as I understand, and then the individual, the lady, was instructed to publicly repent and apologize and acknowledge that the pastor's wife was the one that rebuked her, okay, and I said, wait a minute, you got alarm bells going off in your head, it's like, what? You want her to come and kind of prostrate herself before everybody? and say, I'm so thankful that you rebuked me. Then the husband got involved and wrote a letter. I read the letter. It was scriptural. It was absolutely uh, amazing. It was just scriptural. It wasn't of anger or anything. It was, this is this, and this is how this is, and and you preach this, and now you've got some others set up as, you know, so And it was refused, it went to the elders' board and the the woman first was told that she was kicked out of the church. And the husband replies, what's going on, what are you doing? And he gives us a scriptural uh, reply. He goes to the elders' board and, and he's kicked out of the church. For what? Okay, now this goes along with this here. If they don't speak the word of God, then you don't have to listen to them, Okay. The reply was uh, scriptural. It was not well received, and he's expelled from the church as well. The pastors—they have an elders' board. I said, you know, I I think they probably shouldn't have it. Shouldn't call it a board because the only board in the Bible was the one that the Apostle Paul sent to shore on after the shipwreck. Okay? (laughs) I mean, if you're going to set things up that are not scriptural, you're going to have troubles and there's there's problems. The pastors are not approachable. Not approachable. The individual, the, the, the husband here wanted to have a meeting. Well, let's talk about this. They refused to meet face to face. I can hardly get my head around this, folks. It's like it's a fairy tale. It's like, it's like something that's it's not real. There's an absolute abuse of authority here. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no grace. And we must have grace. When it says, remember, then that have the rule over you, it's not about a heavy-handedness. We have to have grace when we're dealing with one another about everything do we not Mm -hmm. we don't agree about everything we need grace we need god's grace all the time and it should be in our lives in fact there's something he talks about in verse 9 or just ahead of us they gave authority to somebody who should not have had any authority the women are not to usurp authority over the men the women don't run things in the church the men run the things in the church this lady was given some authority over the other women and got the hurt that one lady kicked out and the husband. Talk about an abuse of authority and no grace. Not even a, a meeting face to face. So we look at those things, and I'm just going to stop there. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I've had some sleepless nights. I got up one, one night, uh, Oftentimes, about 3 o'clock in the morning, I'll get up and stay up for an hour or two and just uh, talk to the Lord about things and pray and read the Bible. And he said, Grace is the rule. You see these things happening around about. I can hardly believe it. I can hardly believe it. But yet we must take from it. What can we learn from it? Okay? And it says, He remember them that have the rule over you. It doesn't mean a heavy-handed thing. Like what our governments are doing now, it's heavy-handed. In the church, it's not in the church. Some people would say, "Well, well, um, you know, we're, that means there. That's that's not the church. That's the you know we're to obey what all everything the government says." And there's people that believe that. The Bible says in Romans chapter thirteen that we're to obey the magistrates and such, and the and government rules over us and that. And they're not a the terror to good works. The ones that God sets up are not a terror to good works. Okay. People say, well, you see, well, we have to obey everything they say. Well, we have uh, governments right now that are a terror to good works, mm-hmm. as uh, the authorities in that particular church are a terror to some people. And you don't have to obey the governments that are terrors to good works. God never set them up. People say, oh, and God sets up all of them, doesn't He? Well, I got a verse. Doesn't God set up set up all governments for you to obey? Well, you tell me what this means then. Hosea chapter 8, verse 4. This is the Lord speaking. It says, They have set up kings, but not by me. They have made princes, and I knew it not. So there are some that don't have to be followed, whether it's governmental, this is talking about church rule. The government has nothing to do with the church. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the church. Okay? This is an entirely separate thing. They've got nothing to say in here. Okay? This is for those who are the leaders, uh, the pastors, the elders, the bishop, whatever you want to call them. But if they don't follow the word of God, don't listen to them. You don't have to. What can we learn from this mess? And I'm sorry I even brought it up. I just, I, It's just something that weighs heavy on me. I just haven't given it out there. Some things that we can learn from this, there can be and there is abuse of authority and such around the boat. Okay? There are churches that do not follow what the Bible says. <coughs> they, whether they're out of ignorance or whatever. And one of the things, large numbers does not guarantee godliness. Mm-hmm. Okay? Somebody has said that you will find that often the truth is in the minority. The Lord says a meek and quiet spirit is uh, that which is valuable in His sight. A meek and quiet spirit. A meek and quiet spirit doesn't rule over other people, doesn't uh, uh, trample them down, doesn't kick people out of church for nothing, for some trumped up thing because somebody has a big ego. We are to let our words be few. A unity, the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace is imperative. We are to be peacemakers. Amen. Let it go. When we come to the Lord's table or we come at any time, if you've got something against somebody else, pray for that person and then you go to that person and you talk to them, okay? And women do not hold positions of authority. There are no women pastors. They do not rule over anybody in the church. That's what the Bible says. God says, I set it up this way to protect the ladies. Protect them from a second-class role. They have very important roles. If you're not careful, the devil will get his foot in your life As I just explained, somebody's got the devils uh, uh, in the life of somebody. Commanded to be in silence. And grace must be the rule. Grace is the rule, not the law. The law kills. With grace, we find liberty and freedom in the spirit of God. Grace is that thing that we need for living. And if we don't get anything else out of this, Let us understand that, not pharisaical rules, not rules or or the thoughts that one person has about a subject or whatever, but the grace of God, which allows other people to grow and gives room, doesn't it? Amen? Amen. And to always remember, remember we studied the book of Revelation and in the seven letters to Revelation, we see the Lord Jesus in the midst of the churches. We think of the Lord Jesus, and and, and rightfully so, that he's seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for the believers, and he does. He also walks in the midst of the churches, correcting them. I believe that a church just got corrected by a very godly individual, very meekly, and with grace, I believe the Lord was saying to them, you've got a problem here. You get this fixed. I don't want to see them have their doors closed or anything like that. But don't, let us never forget that, that the Lord walks in the midst and in our lives. And we should be aware of anything that brings uh, disunity among the brethren. God hates that when there's disunity sown amongst his people. Let us be considerate of one another. I've got a different job to do than you do. We all have a job to do as far as walking with the Lord, making His word known, and so on and so forth. We all have that. And we don't all agree on everything all the time. That'd be something, eh? (laughs) But let us be considerate of each other. Let grace rule. the devil would get his foot in the door. In verse 7 it says, but those who teach the Word of God faithfully, okay, you uh, remember, they have the rule over over to obey, to submit, they watch for your souls. Okay, that's what it says. And what we are to do is to follow, to imitate their faith, Consider their outcome, consider their end, consider their conversation, their influence, their manner of life, their conduct. So we see here that in this verse, the focus is, in, is upon faith in Christ and the Word of God. It's not so much the person that's the leader that's ruling over, but faith in the Word of God. in these days when there's all around us there's churches being closed and there's not that many places to go if you really truly wanted to go somewhere uh, where the bible was opened and expounded isn't it sad to think that there's not that many places Mm -hmm. that there wasn't that many places to go to if that's what you're looking for a bible preaching church before all this trouble that we have But right now we have churches closed up. There's not many places to go. And my heart is still just grieving, grieving over this this thing that a family that seeks to serve and worship Jesus Christ is told that they can't because of some rule that was set up by some person that should not have been involved in that at all. they can be turned away from fellowship turned away from worship because of some false authoritarian because their pride was bruised by Scripture Mm -hmm. what has Christianity become when such a thing this disgraceful cold-hearted attitude and manner can come forth and that a church and people can slide into law-keeping and not even see it. God help the churches. God help us. Let, us. let us check and see what our attitudes are in our hearts to each other, to the Lord and those around about us. Grace is the rule. And them that have the rule, it better be in grace. That's all. We have to stop. Our time's gone. Let's just pray for a minute. Father, we'd just like to thank you, Lord, for your grace upon us, for your your loving care. We thank you, Lord, we were singing about, about you, Lord Jesus, about going to the cross because you love us so much and then rising from the dead, Lord, that you love all people and that you went and paid the price of the sins of all people, all the people of the world, Lord, that anybody could be saved. So, Lord, we just rejoice today and thank you for this. Thank you for what you've done, Lord. We just pray you'd help us, Lord, as we go about the business of, uh, of worshiping you and at this church. And we pray for others around about us, Lord, that they would indeed teach them the word of God. And that grace would be the rule. And that uh, none of us, none of us would have in our hearts any kind of dislike or, or whatever discord at all, Lord. We just thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for your grace. And we thank you for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Thanks, folks. Uh, See you next time, okay? Maybe next week we'll get through this chapter. Thank you anyways.